Hi guys, so in this video I'm going to be talking to you about something called the minimum effective dose um, or MEC and the reason I'm going to do that is that I think it will help to clarify why some things in the programs are the way they are and why sometimes we give a certain certain types of advice in our squad and our community groups. Um, I think it will just help with the understanding a little bit of what it is we're trying to achieve. So basically what is minimum effective dose? So the concept of minimum effective dose is basically can we do the minimum amount of work possible to make the maximum amount of gain that we're looking for. So we're still looking to improve as much as possible, but we want to do the minimum amount possible to achieve that. Because really simply, if you're in this group, you're listening to this video, you ideally want to be a footballer, which means you have to train and you have to play matches at high intensity frequently. So there's another concept, which is essentially the opposite concept of that, and it's something called the maximum recoverable volume, and that would just be the total amount of work that you could possibly do and still recover to do what you need to do the next day. Um, and the reason why we generally stay away from that side and we want to do the minimum amount is so that you guys can go out and perform. Um, so the minimum effective dose is going to be the best thing for an athlete or for, for, for a footballer who wants to go out and perform on a Saturday. We want to keep our resources energy-wise on the pitch and we don't want to spend hours and hours and hours training and then we don't have time for good nutrition, good sleep, good recovery. So if you imagine if you are doing two two-hour gym sessions and a two-hour field session, you're not going to have much time for the other things that are crucial for you to become a, a good footballer. So it's all about keeping resources on the pitch. What does that look like? Okay, so it could be something simple, like for a speed session, there's no reason why you need to be out on the track or on the pitch for hours that day for a speed session. So the main part of your speed session might be three sets of three 20 meter sprints, and you might have two minutes rest in between each of those sprints for full recovery. And you also might have four to five minutes rest in between each set. So if you imagine you're doing a two minutes rest between each, so each set is going to take you six minutes, you're going to have a four or five minute rest in between each set, so that's going to take you around 20 minutes. So if you're doing a, a thorough warm-up, okay, which might take you 10 to 15 minutes, maybe a little bit extra, if you're going to build up into some higher speed running, then that's going to take you 15 to 20 minutes, and then by the time you get into some sprint drills for technique, um, which might be kind of sub-maximal drills or technique-based drills that might take you 10 to 15 minutes. So all of a sudden you've been out there for 30 or 35 minutes before you've even started the speed session. So to then try and go and do more than 10 good quality sprints is probably unrealistic time-wise and resource-wise as well because you need to make sure you can recover and you've probably got other things to do that day as well. So a speed session could take you 50 minutes to an hour, but we want to get really good quality and do the minimum amount possible so we can then get into the gym to do our strength or power work, um, or we need to go out to training. So that's what it might look like for a speed session. Um, for a gym session, we often get um, stuck in the, the mindset of the three sets of 10, which has been around for years and years. But again, we want to do the minimum amount possible, especially for times like in season. When you might be playing on a Wednesday night, you might be playing on a Sunday or a Saturday. So you need to recover, but you still need to get your strength work in. So something simple that you could do is something like two sets of four and a trap bar deadlift. So obviously you're going to have a dynamic warm up in the gym. Obviously you're going to be gradually warming up so you can get two heavy sets 
of a trap bar deadlift, which might take a little while depending on your strength level. If you're really um, if you're really jumping up progressively, you might be doing uh, 40 kilos, 60 kilos, 80 kilos, 100 kilos, and for strong people that might end up going to 180, 200 kilos or more. Um, so really, you're just looking to maintain strength and maybe build a tiny bit of strength, but your your main part of your session would be two sets of four. Because you don't want to be sore for the next day, you might be training later, you might have trained that morning, so you're just going to try and do the minimum amount you can possibly do to maintain and possibly build strength. Okay, so that's what it might look like in a gym setting. Obviously, that wouldn't be the only part of your session, but in terms of your main lower body strength movement, that's what you might be looking at. Um, and in terms of something like conditioning for endurance, that again might have that two, two sets of four minutes. So I know I like two times four um, with good reason most of the time. But yeah, so it might be at the end of your gym session or the end of your field session, you might go out and do two sets of four minutes conditioning. And if you're training intensely and you're playing intensely frequently, you might not have a huge amount of time to go out and do extra stamina or endurance work. And that's why that two sets of four minutes of really short, intense burst could be useful. And that could be something as simple as um, sprints on a bike. You might do 15 seconds on, 15 seconds off with those 15 seconds almost as fast as you can go, maybe at like an eight or nine out of 10 RPE. Um, and you can continue that for four, four minutes, have two minutes rest, and then go back in for another four minutes. So if you, you uh, think about that as 10 minutes total that you might just add on to the end of a gym session if you're on a bike or a rower or something like that. If you've done your speed session or you've done your training session, then you might then use that two sets of four minutes and then you might go out on, on, the, um, on the field just to finish off. So distances usually are gonna be individualized, but what you could do, you could use the length of the pitch and you could be running box to box in a straight line. Um, again, at eight, nine, nine out of 10 RPE, it could be a walking recovery to the end of the pitch and then back to the end of the area. And then it could be back again to the, the other box with the same. So that's roughly gonna take around 15 seconds work from box to box if you're running um, at a reasonable speed but not sprinting. Um, and that speed's gonna be quite nice and you're probably gonna be able to maintain that um, through multiple reps, okay? So you, you again might do two sets of four minutes with each rep taking 15 seconds and there's probably gonna be around 15 seconds rest if you're slowly walking to the end of the pitch and back to the box. So that's three examples of some simple um, simple ways you can employ the, the concept of minimal effective dose. Um, one thing that you guys need to understand is that we wanna make athletes better, we wanna make footballers much better and we don't wanna make them tired. Because if we're making people tired, it might not necessarily to be useful. So I'm not saying there's not a time to work really hard. And uh, um, I was going to say almost die if we don't want to get anywhere near that close. But there's no reason why we can't work extremely hard to the fact to the point where we don't think we can go anymore at times. There might be a place for that. But generally speaking, we want to be employing the minimum effective dose. Um, if you see videos where athletes are working incredibly hard, they're getting incredibly tired. They might be doing things like. 300 reps of burpees and any um, any of that style of training they might not actually be training physical qualities that's going to make them a better player it might just look cool on instagram and youtube um, and it might not actually be improving them so we want to make sure that we're doing good quality work at the appropriate times and planned in the appropriate way that's going to allow us to still perform out on the pitch and improve the physical qualities that are going to help us there 
we don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater and think, okay, we need to get as strong as possible to be a good footballer. So we then put all our eggs in the uh, in the strength basket and our athletes and footballers are so tired they can't go out and train. So that's not what we're looking for. We're looking for a nice harmony between all the aspects um, of fitness and keeping in mind that if you're a footballer, you need to go out there and be able to play and train every week. So I hope you got something out of that. If you've got any questions, you can ask us on the squad or the community pages. Cheers, guys.